Peter, and welcome to the Oxano Podcast. Oxano is a worship service for college students and young adults that takes place weekly during the school year at Dawson Family of Faith. If you're ever in Birmingham, Alabama on a Tuesday night, we hope you'll join us as we worship through song, prayer, and the Word. Thanks for listening. Well, good evening. My name's Blake. I'm one of the ministers here. Uh, tonight, our scripture reading will be in Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10. I'm reading the scripture tonight because we have the tremendous joy of hearing one of our own, someone that's no stranger to our community, Cole Fryer, bringing the word for us tonight. So we're very excited. And y'all, just personally, I'm very proud of this moment and of Cole and all of the preparation and the prayer that have gone into his message tonight. And I know that you'll be blessed as I have been walking alongside him. Cole, we'll hear you gladly, man. Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the day of evil. And having done all to stand firm, Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and his shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness that is given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end... Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. This is the word of the Lord. Well, hello, everyone. (laughs) My name is Cole Fryer. I am the college ministry beta intern, and I am just so excited to give this message to you guys. If you guys don't know me or only know me a little bit, I am a senior at Sanford. I'm a business major. And I am an engaged man. I'm going to be married in like five weeks. So prayers for that. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, Graduate and in three weeks, going to be married in like five or six and going to start seminary in August. So I could receive all of your prayers. But yes, but I'm just so excited to be here with you guys. One thing a lot of you guys may not know about me is I almost played college baseball. So I know you guys can't really tell, but I almost did. I come from a family of athletes. My dad was the captain of the 1993 National Championship football team for Florida State. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He's a lot bigger than me. Um, And my mom was a college softball player, and she broke her team's stolen base record. So I come from a family of athletes. That's just my mom and dad. Um, My point um, in saying all this is whenever I played baseball, you needed gear. It just was essential. You needed a bat, you needed a helmet, you needed a ball, you needed cleats, or you weren't playing baseball, (laughs) you were doing something else. You need the gear. If you're fishing, you need a fishing pole, you need the line. If you're painting, you need a paintbrush, you need paint or you're not painting. The gear, the equipment is essential to whatever recreational activity you're doing. 
In the same way, our God gave us gear to fight the spiritual battle we are in. And yes, we're in a battle. Every one of us is in a battle. It is an inevitable battle against sin and death. But thankfully, our God has already won this battle for us. And he has given us his armor to stand firm in his victory. So go ahead, if you haven't already, and turn your Bibles with me to Ephesians 6. We'll be focusing on verses 10 through 18 today. Paul's message here is one of true spiritual warfare. He's beginning to tell us, as followers of Jesus, how we can combat the schemes of the devil. Actually, how we can do it. So with that in mind, let us start reading in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all this to stand firm. Stand therefore. So connecting back to Blake's message last week, we know that there is an enemy. He's very real, and he's also very dangerous. Without God, we are vulnerable. We are so vulnerable to all the schemes of the devil. But we are able to take the whole armor of God that Christ gives us, with Christ as our confidence, even in the midst of the schemes of the enemy. So in this passage of Scripture, Paul is letting us know what is available to us. The Lord our God has provided us protection. He's provided us strength for us, not only for us, but through his Son, Jesus Christ. Knowing this, Paul lays out three commands. So the first one being mentioned in verse 10, be strong in the Lord. According to verse 10, we as God's followers are to be strong in him and through the strength of his might. God has made spiritual empowerment readily available for us. It's ours for the taking. We just got to reach out and take it. And no, we don't deserve this at all. But our Lord willingly bestows it upon us abundantly. It says in Psalm 121, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He is our strength. Now how do we do this? We stand strong in the Lord, knowing the love of his son, Jesus. Also, we don't look to ourselves. We don't look in the mirror we are going to fail ourselves every single time. Don't look to yourself to be your own strength. As I've said before, through Christ, we are granted much more than we could ever deserve. Second Peter 1.3 says, His, that being Christ, divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life 
and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us to his own glory and excellence. We are granted divine power that pertains to all things having to do with life and godliness. Can you even wrap your brains around that? I, I can't. Divine power having to do with all things with life and godliness. I am grateful that I serve a Savior that possesses that kind of character, that he, wants to, that he wants to bestow that upon us. The second of these three commandments that Paul lays out is in verse 11, and it commands us to put on the whole armor of God. And this armor, it's powerful. And it has a purpose. And it is used so that we might be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Not only does this armor have a purpose, and not only is this armor powerful, but it also has an owner. This, this armor belongs to our God. It is his, and he has decided to offer us this unimaginable gift, unimaginable gift. And this should not be taken lightly. Verse 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. This is serious business. This is nothing to be played with. We are in a battle. We are in a battle against the spiritual forces of evil, but we're not alone. The Lord, the creator of the heavens and the earth, is on our side. Thanks be to God. So if you are fighting that same temptation, that same struggle that has held on to you for what feels like forever now, know who's on your side and put on his armor. If you feel like you cannot, you just cannot get out of bed in the morning because just thinking about what you have to do that day makes your head spin, know who's on your side and put on his armor. The last of Paul's three commands here is to stand firm. Knowing that the Lord is on our side, we are then to stand tall, confident, confident in the Lord. The beginning of verse 14 says, Stand, therefore. Therefore is a transitioning word. Moving forward, we know that our Savior is the Prince of Peace. This should make us sleep so good at night. This should make you feel so secure. And this should most importantly make you feel confident and ready to take on the day. Knowing that the Savior of mankind, the Savior of all of mankind, the one who took away our sin by becoming sin himself, is walking before us. We are to stand. Stand tall. Stand firm. Stand with confidence, knowing who our God is. 
the one who took away the sins of the world. And I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I've been dealing with a lot of feelings of inadequacy, inadequacy recently. I really have. Am I a proficient enough employee? Am I a smart enough student? Am I going to be a smart enough seminary student in August? Am I a good enough fiancé? Am I going to be a good enough husband? And the answers to all those questions are no. Feeling like you aren't enough is the right attitude. We are not enough, and we will never be enough. Never. But though we are not enough, Christ is. And he has saved us. Us. He has saved us. He has already won the battle against sin and defeated the enemy. Jesus is the reigning champion. An amazing count of this victory is in Scripture, and it's located in Revelation 20, verse 10. And it reads, And the devil who had deceived them, them being the earth, was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet were, and they will be tormented day and night and forever and ever. This is Christ in the winning circle, the winner's circle. This is the enemy being defeated. Jesus has come on this earth, defeated sin, and is coming back again. When Christ was crucified on the cross and laid in a tomb, he rose from the grave on the third day and defeated death once and for all. What we have to keep in mind is that this strength that I talked about, this might, it's not ours, it's the Lord's. This armor, this godly armor that we have been equipped with, it's not ours, it's the Lord's. And the very ground that we're all standing on and that we walk on every day, it's not ours, it's the Lord's. Knowing this, we can stand firm. We can take that cancer diagnosis. We can take that news of your parents' divorce. We can take that internship or scholarship rejection letter. And we can still stand firm. When the things of this world that you believed you could stake your life on, that you could build a foundation upon, fall apart, we can still stand firm. When that loss of scholarship means you have to make a huge life decision, huge life switch, and not getting accepted into that grad school you just knew was perfect for you, means a period of waiting, you can grasp onto the hope of a God who is always victorious and put on his mighty armor. New Testament scholar 
and Beeson professor, so I might actually run into this guy on campus here soon, which is kind of crazy. But Frank Thielman, he writes, Believers in Jesus must prepare themselves for the intense spiritual struggle they are facing if they are to keep the ground that God has won for them in Christ. And I'm going to read that again because that is just super profound. Believers in Christ, Jesus Christ, must prepare themselves for the intense spiritual struggle they are facing if they are to keep the ground that God has already won for them in Christ. The battle has already been won for us. It's already been won. We're called to stand firm in this world with God's armor on securely fastened. The battle we are in, the one I referenced at the very beginning, the inevitable spiritual battle that we are all in has already been won for us. For us. We now are to boldly put on this armor, acting as if we're on the winning side. We're on the winning team. We have on the right jersey. We just need to start acting like it. We're on the winning team. We just have to start acting like it. So, I'm sure you've noticed that I've busted my chin. <laughs> and I have stitches in my face. They actually look a lot better. A couple days ago, it was kind of gnarly. But I'm sure you've been patiently waiting for me to address it in my sermon or for me to tell you guys how it happened or what happened. Well, the time is now. So, long story short, I was in the gym. I was working out with my friends. I pushed, I pushed a little bit too hard. I was trying to show off. Didn't drink enough water. And I literally passed out on top of some equipment and I busted my chin open. So there's that. Moral of the story, please, this is a little sidebar, but please, please, please stay hydrated. Please drink enough water. And most importantly, just don't work out. Just don't do it. Just, yeah. I tried to get my wedding body and it, you see where it get me. So... Yeah, I really, honestly, honestly, I look like I'm like the main character of a killer action movie with like the scars to prove it. But yeah, but one of my favorite genres of action movies is spy movies. And I'm, we, I'm sure we've all grown up watching spy movies, Inspector Gadget, Spy Kids. We love Spy Kids, one, two, and three. But the thing with spy movies is in all the spy movies, the spies walk in to what's called the research and development lab, and they get to go in and see all the little um, equipment that has become available to them and the new gadgets that have become available to them because the scientists have created these awesome um, gadgets and equipment, so like lipsticks that become laser beams and sunglasses that are, have x-ray vision or shoes that become grappling hooks. But it just so happens that in the movie, these gadgets always serve a particular purpose at a particular time, and they always work out. But just in that same way, God has equipped us with his tools and gadgets and, and armor that we are to use and that serve particular purposes. So 
Paul, he actually lays out what those uses are. He not only just tells, them, tells us what makes up the armor of God, but he also tells us how to use it. So I'm going to read starting in verse 14. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and have shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying at all times in spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. This is the armor of God. In verse 14, the belt of truth is mentioned. So I'm going to go through each one. The belt of truth is mentioned. This is so important. Titus 1-2, one of my favorite Bible verses, it reads, in hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began. Our God never lies. He never lies. And it says so in Scripture. And he has given us the ability to fasten on his truth onto ourselves. It's pretty big. At the end of verse 14, Moving on, it says, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, the righteousness was purchased by Jesus at the cross. This righteousness was purchased by Jesus at the cross. And so when, we're, when you look at an actual breastplate and when you look at like military gear and you look at an actual breastplate, it covers all of the vital organs. So mainly the heart. And that's what I want to touch on is that God cares about our heart. He cares to protect it. Also, when you look at a military when you look at a military grade breastplate, there are belt loops for you to be able to put your belt in and fasten it on. Okay? So if you don't have a belt to fasten on the breastplate, or if it's not securely fastened, it's gonna fall right off. This means that without the truth of the gospel, the truth, which is that the G Jesus Christ is the Savior of our souls, righteousness is impossible to find. The shoes of peace, in verse 15, explain our God's nature of being a giver of peace. Psalm 4.8 says, And I will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, Oh, Lord, make me dwell in safety. We are so blessed to serve a God that seeks to give us this peace that has zero limits. The shoes of peace are our stability. They're the tools that keep us ready, as it says in verse 15, and to live and serve for him. Verse 16 says, In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. This changes everything. Through God, we have been given this miraculous tool to defend ourselves from the evil one. And we are actually able to extinguish the flaming darts of the evil one. With faith in a God who never fails, 
with faith in a God who never fails, we are able to extinguish the lies that Satan tries to make us believe every single day. You are worthless. You are ill-equipped. You are nothing. The truth is, the truth, that with faith in Jesus, we are found worthy through him. So we are not worthless. Yes, I said before, we're not enough, but we are made worthy through Christ. When we hear the lie that we're ill-equipped, we are equipped to do anything through the might of him, our Lord, who has equipped us. When Satan tries to tell us that we're nothing, we're not nothing. We're a child of the Creator. Thank God He has given us this shield of faith to hold up and to stand firm with. The beginning of verse 17 says, And take on the helmet of salvation. This armor guards our head. The helmet guards your head and our brain. Okay? So we are now to know that through Jesus we are saved and a slave to sin no more. And finally, the latter half of verse 17 speaks on the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This piece of equipment is the only piece of offense that Paul talks about. Every other piece of the whole armor of God is defensive. This is the only piece of offense that we have been given. But the sword of the Spirit has been given to us to use against the enemy. Hebrews 4.12 states, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Also, Revelation 1.16 says, In his right hand, him being Christ, he held seven stars from his mouth, came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the shining sun in full strength. We are to use this powerful tool of Scripture to remind ourselves of what really is. Just as Jesus used Scripture to use to combat the devil and his schemes of temptation in the wilderness, we can also follow in his footsteps and use scripture as an offensive tactic in our own lives. Focusing on what really is. Our God is the victor. He is the ruler of all. Along with this, we are supposed to do this. We are supposed to pray at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. Prayer is a strong sense of offense as well. It's a very strong sense of offense. We are to pray in the Spirit, drawing near to the Father, and receive the Holy Spirit of power through the Son. Praying without ceasing and crying out to the Lord 
So what now? What are we supposed to do with this? <laughs> what are we supposed to do with all this information? What are we going to do now, knowing that the Lord has equipped us with everything that we might need to fight against the schemes of the enemy? What are we going to do now, knowing that we can put our confidence in Christ, the victor over sin? What we are to do is put on God's armor every single day. Spreading his love and standing firm in the ground that has already been won for us. It's already been won. We just got to stand firm. When we wake up in the morning, for example, we are to put on his armor. When we have feelings of doubt, Know that the Lord has equipped us with the helmet of salvation. No. When we are being fed lies from the enemy, know that through Christ we are given the shield of faith, which is able to extinguish all the flaming darts of Satan. This should be our mindset every day. The way we live in Christ and his love. And we are not called to do this alone. This is not a lone effort. Paul wrote this letter of Ephesians to the entire church of Ephesus, to an entire group of people. We are to draw near to our community, a community that is centered around the love of Jesus, and encourage one another. Keep each other accountable and confidently lift one another up. We're not called to do it alone. So now, we must remember, we are to stand firm in the Lord's strength, for it is his. We are to stand firm in the Lord's armor, for it is his. And we are to stand firm firm on the Lord's ground, the ground that has already been won for us in Christ, for it is his. We must follow the path the Lord has laid out for us in Christ, singing the victory song in the gospel that is the gospel of Jesus, singing that victory song, because to God be the glory and the victory and the majesty. Lord, we love you so much. We are just so thankful of the opportunity to open your word and to reflect on your might and your armor and your ground. Lord, we are just so thankful to be able to have the ability to put on your whole armor every single day before we wake up in the morning, before we take on the day. Lord, thank you for the shield of faith that we can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Thank you for the, the shoes of peace. Thank you for the helmet of salvation, Lord. Just thank you, for the, thank you for the armor of God. Thank you for its power. Thank you for its might. And Lord, we most of all are thankful for your love. For it is the love of your only son, Jesus, who have saved us from sin. Lord, we ask all these things in your name and we love you. Amen.
Thanks for listening to the Oxano podcast. If you want more information on the songs that we sing at Oxano, you can find us on Spotify at Oxano Songs We Sing. If you have more questions about what it means to follow Jesus or about next steps in following him, please email us at connect at dawsonchurch.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.